has officially signed his two-year deal with the New York Knickerbockers. Bullock initially agreed to a two-year, $21 million deal with the Knicks, but after an unanticipated health issue was discovered during his physical, the Knicks and Bullock reworked the deal. And talks between Miami and Oklahoma City regarding Chris Paul have reportedly hit a standstill due to the Heat's desire to get their own picks back from the Thunder in any proposed deal. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Welcome back to the BFF's Action Hour here, hour number two. No EY. Eric Young is gone for the day. He'll join us tomorrow again where we start to transition into the AFC team previews. No Greg Sussman. He's out at a uh, Dave Matthews tribute band show. That's that's the latest I've heard. Oh, really? That's, that's what I heard. But I do have the closer, Chris Venture. You hear him on the Fantasy Sports Network right here, Fantasy Football Frenzy, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Every single weekday with Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz. Chris, what's going on, man? What's up, my dude? What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventry here. Yeah, I'm ready to talk football. I'm ready to talk Madden ratings. Because that was funny. I, I, I was watching a lot of stuff last night about that. Yeah, we're going to get players. into that a little bit later on here in the show. The Madden ratings, the, the response of Keenan Allen. Yeah. Of course, we get into that. Gronk, 40% chance of returning. I don't know how they come up with these percentages here, but we'll talk about Gronk and you know whether or not take a flyer on him late in your drafts. Maybe how does this affect the uh, New England Patriots if it affects them at all? Talk about some of these potential holdouts and how it affects you know if you're gambling on division odds, right? Or the Chargers to win right now, or the Cowboys to win. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, not having Melvin Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott is going to affect those odds. So we'll talk a little bit about all those things over the next hour. Venture, you've heard the new opening for the BFFs. I like it. You like it? You like it more than Doot Doot Doot? I mean, Doot 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 was your thing. You know it, what I mean? It, you hear it a little bit in there, though. It's Chris Malone did a great job. He kind of worked it in. You hear a little bit of uh, Doot Doot Doot, Greg Sussman, and the yo. <laughs> At the beginning, yeah. The, uh, you know, we mixed in. Obviously, that is uh, the way they used to announce the starting lineup for the 90s New York Knicks. Oh, they, they changed it? I don't, I don't know. That, so that's how they used to do it back in the 90s. Yeah. So it used to be like... Patrick Ewing and all these guys, yeah. that's how they used to announce them. So I wanted to ask you, if we were announcing you, yeah. how would we do it? Ooh, that's a good question. How tall are you? What, I mean, you went, to, uh, you went to Albany, right? I went to University of Albany. Uh, the University of Albany, standing at 5 foot... 10. 10. Barely. 170 pounds? 75. 175 pounds, mm-hmm. the closer. That's how you would be introduced. Yeah. On the BFF's introduction here. I would love that, yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I, do that for the frenzy, maybe. <laughs> we'll work something it. in. We'll talk to Bavona. Bavona's very busy right now. I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to request anything from Bavona. I don't even he think He legitimately <laughs> might, you know, 
Rip my head off. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I think he left the for the day. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the Vikings. I know you guys did the Vikings as well today. Yeah. I, I wish I had more time to talk to EY about the Vikings wide receivers. I kind of left that for the end. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of know what you're getting from Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs yeah. at this point, Ventra. I wanted to ask you, because you're the Adam Thielen guy, mm-hmm. how does he stack up against opposing teams' wide receiver ones, right? So for fantasy, would you rather have Adam Thielen or would you rather have a guy like A.J. Green or Amari Cooper? Because those are the respective wide receiver ones for their team. Whereas with the Vikings, you know that he's going to be splitting targets with Stephon Diggs. And personally, I think that they're going to run the football more this year. Yeah, I think the Vikings are going to run a lot. I agree. I mean, we talked about it on the frenzy. We said it's going to be closer to more a balanced attack, right? Because they threw a lot. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw over 600 times last year. So I do think that Diggs and Thielen might take a hit in some targets. I don't think it's going to be enough to where they lose too much value. I would take Thielen over Cooper. I would take Thielen over uh, who's the other? AJ, AJ Green. Green. Yeah, I would take Thielen over both of them right now. AJ Green has more of the injury risk. Right. We know the Cowboys want to run the football a lot too, but Cooper's the guy. There's that's the thing. That's why I feel like I might lean a little bit Dallas Cooper. Uh, Dallas Cooper. <laughs> Amari Cooper over these Minnesota Vikings guys. Yeah. Just because you know the target share is going to be there. Mm-hmm. He's their wide receiver one. Yeah. They don't really like to have Michael Gallup. So, you know, he'll fill in that like Terrence Williams role from a couple years ago. He'll get some deep shots per game. They bring back Jason Witten, but you know what the Cowboys are. This offense is just going to run through Amari Cooper right. and Ezekiel Elliott. That's it. It's Dak, Zeke. But I do think With that. With the Vikings, you have to worry about Dalvin Cook. Kyle Rudolph will probably get a little bit. Yeah, Diggs. But yeah. I think only. See, the thing is, I think that, uh, first of all, I think that Gallup will be. Much better this year. I think Gallup will take a step up because he is the go-to wide receiver too now. He's he should have been solid role. last year. He should have. He been. had a lot of wide-open touchdowns where Dak just overthrew him. Yeah, yeah, missed him. Uh, exactly. He should have more touchdowns than he did last year. He should. And listen, he was a rookie, so now this year I think he comes into his own a little bit more. He'll get his fair share of targets. But you're right, Cooper will get the majority of volume through the air. I mean, Zeke will get his too. He had seventy what seventy-seven catches last year, so he got it done too uh, through the air. So I think that listen. Cooper's going to do well, obviously, but Cooper's still a risk because he has those dud games. You know, I feel like he's very up and down throughout his career. I still love him. I will still go grab him in the third round. But I think sometimes when you're just a lone wide receiver, like A.J. Green on Cincinnati, and that's not a great good team or a great team by any means. Quarterback's not very good. Um, I think sometimes you get double covered, triple covered, and it kind of hurts you. Yeah. Uh, with Thielen, you have digs to help support you yeah. uh, if that happens. So, and Thielen plays so much in the slot, too. It's yeah. just so hard to cover slot receivers. Right, and he, he, he's good at getting separation. Yeah, he's one of the best route runners, one of the best, some of the best hands we've seen. Right. I'm going to let everyone in a little sneak peek behind the Roto Experts paywall here, right? So these are projections on rotoexperts.com. Davis Maddock. He has Stefan Diggs as his wide receiver 8. Adam Thielen as his wide receiver 10. Wow. So both Vikings wide receivers inside his top 10. I'm, pro- I'm going to have to get Davis Maddock on the show because yeah. I want to I talk to him a little bit more about this. He has both of these guys going off for, he has stealing for 140 targets, Stefan Diggs for 151 targets wow. this season. <laughs> I just think that the Vikings want to run the football so much. Are they going to be able to have this much pass volume? That's what I worry about. That's why I would like to So maybe to know. I need to reassess a little bit here. I got to get Davis Maddock on the show. Yeah. Because I don't know about, about that. This. But, uh, yeah, look, in NFFC ADP right now, we have, in the month of July, we have Thielen going off the board at wide receiver 12. We have Diggs going off the board at wide receiver 13. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper's right in this mix at wide receiver 11. 
And A.J. Green is right in this mix as well at wide receiver 14. A.J. Green, you have the injury risk with him. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper, you don't really worry much about injury. You just hope that the Dallas Cowboys are going to throw the ball enough right. and that they're just going to feature Amari Cooper. Right. So. Which you know they will. But we'll get back to it. Yeah, but I, I look, I don't think you go wrong with any of these wide receivers in this range. No. If you start your draft RBRB, you get one of these guys, I think you feel really, really good about that. Absolutely. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit about Gronk, whether or not he's going to return. Uh, these running backs that are threatening to hold out. The closer, Chris Ventra, Frank Stanfield, the BFF's back after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome back to the BFF's Action Hour. Frank Stanfield joined by the closer, Chris Ventra. Make sure you listen and watch the Fantasy Football Frenzy every weekday, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And then stick around and watch us, the BFFs. Greg Sussman not around today. Dave Matthews Band, tribute band playing nearby. <laughs> Greg Sussman had to run out of here. That's, that's, the last that I, that's the last that I've heard of him. It's good for him, though. Good for him. He likes that. You like Dave Matthews Band? No. Hell no. No. Just say it, say it the way you want it. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I know you're not listening to no Dave Matthews. No. Band. We, were mean, ha- we were having some discussions off air, non-sports related, of course. Cat or dog guy? Dog. Oh, please stop playing this. No. When I, you know no. what? Danny. Danny Oakers downstairs. <laughs> as my uh, audio radio producer here. Whenever Greg is not around, you should not play this. <laughs> I, should, yeah. can I can I let everybody in on on a secret? I did not pick any of the music for today's show. It was already updated before I got Brian. it. Brian. All right. Well, I heard getting jiggy with it in the first hour. I'm all right with that. A yeah. little, little Will Smith. So we're gonna get some goods. We're gonna get some bads. It's it's, it's a mix. We'll go right to Metallica. My musical taste is all over the place. I as much as I love Metallica, I, I mean, I could spend a whole Saturday cleaning the house. Yeah. Got the speaker playing. I could just have like '90s freestyle music just playing all day long. Freestyle, Labouche. I'm with you. La da da dee da da da. Stevie B. Yeah, some of that. Yeah. I'm diamond a, girl, you're my diamond girl. Great song. <laughs> diamond I'm 100 percent in on anything '90s. You put on like the best of '90s, no matter what genre. I'm I'm in. I've yeah, always said good. this, Chris. I wish that I was this age, in the late earlies. I mean, uh, late late early, '80s, late 80s, early '90s. I'm mixing up my words here. Late '80s, early '90s. I might not be alive. Because there was a little bit of a epidemic back then, <laughs> but you I mean, would, so many of the best things ever happened then. Happened then. I know. Like I would have seen the spawn of Metallica. I would have seen Michael Jordan first come in the league. That would have been that would amazing. Be yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, probably mm-hmm. the best bit, sitcom of all time. Yep. Not a hot take, by the way. That started well, in the Seinfeld. late eighties, early nineties. Seinfeld. Eh, I mean. Seinfeld's one of the best sitcoms ever. Yeah, look, I can't argue it. I'm not a big fan of it. I've tried to watch it, but, you know, two guys from Queens who like the Mets. And I, I, I know. I I don't, let Gabe funny, Mar- don't let G- Gabe Martin hear me say that. I mean, But let me tell you right now. You, you will would, freak out on me. You think you would be dead uh, if you grew up then? <laughs> if I grew up then, I live in a neighborhood where in the early 90s, the, my whole neighborhood was complete mafia. 
Like the whole neighborhood. I would have been yeah. probably somewhere and else right now. And given your back, your background. Yeah, exactly. You probably would have sucked right into that. Ended up with yeah. cement shoes at some point. Yeah. In the was, bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because I, you know, <laughs> I talk too much too. That's the problem. <laughs> All right. I did want to talk about this report about Rob Gronkowski, right? So we got this report earlier today that there's a 40% chance. I don't know how they come up with these percentage chances, but a 40% chance that Rob Gronkowski returns at some point this season. Mm-hmm. We've heard little teasing back and forth between him and Brady, potentially him coming back like for the later half of the season. I don't know if you've seen any pictures of Gronk. How's I mean, the looked? guy has lost like 40 pounds. Really? He's like... Is that good? He's like me and you right now. He's like a stick. Is, the, is it good loss weight? Or? I, I don't think so. Because, okay. I mean, to be a tight ripped? end, you got to be able to like block and yeah. you got to be durable. Well, he's I mean, the guy has lost a ton of weight. He's already humongous, you know what I mean? Do you believe any of this? I mean, is there anything to this? You think Gronk shows up at some point this year? You look at their tight end depth chart, it's not good. No, it's not. I mean, they have, like, Ben Watson. I think he suspended the first four games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I can't even name anyone else on this, on this tight end depth chart. still have, like, And Matt know, LaCoste. Glenn there you go. <laughs> you played for, play with the Broncos last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. You buying into this at all, Venture? I Bob am. Gronkowski? I am buying in that he comes back at some point this season because I wasn't buying that he retired last year. When he retired, I was like, he's not retiring. This guy loves the limelight. He's not done yet. I know he's a little hobbled. You know, his knees are all shot. A lot of tight ends are like that. But, you know, New England, I'm sure, are, you know, want him back. You know, they would love to have him back. And he's only going to go to New England. So, I think, I don't know if you should draft him. We'll see how I it develops. I drafted him in my Scott <laughs> Fishbowl in, how about this, uh, round 19. Okay, but that's Scott Fishbowl. It's a 22-round yeah. draft, and there's a tight end premium. Most teams are drafting three to four tight ends. Right. So I have Zach Ertz, I have Goddard, I handcuff tight ends, something I've never done before. <laughs> I have Chris Herndon, and I got Gronk. I was like, all right, well, you got to see some of the players being drafted at this point. Yeah. David Moore, Cameron Artis, Payne. It's bad. Quadre Allison. It's like yeah. the third string running back for the Falcons. <laughs> I'm like, all right, there's a tight end premium. 40% chance Gronk returns. I mean, what do you have to lose at that point? I agree with that. Because I did Scott Fishbowl last year, and I remember, yeah, you ne- like you, I was desperate for tight ends at one point. At one point, I was spot- starting Will Disley every week. So it was- <laughs> Shout out to Will <laughs> Disley, man. Gosh. On Seattle. So I don't know. I mean, I would have took the chance on Gronk in Scott Fishbowl because tight ends get extra points for first downs and ex- you know, a catch and everything like that. But in a regular 12-team PPR league, I don't know if I would I would draft Gronk. I, I think agree you could pick you him up. Look, in your 15, 16 round normal drafts, yeah. I'm not drafting Gronk. If you play in a best ball, maybe where you take like two or three tight ends, yeah. maybe something like that. I just, I don't know. I feel like we had to mention this Gronk report because he is Gronk, world champion Gronk. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's one, of, one of the best tight ends in history. Look, last year, he seemed to be a shell of his former self. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see both him and Jimmy Graham kind of come to this point. Yeah. They're not really producing the way that they used to. Their knees a shot. It's kind yeah. of a reminder that, you know, we're getting old, they're getting old as well. But, yeah, you know, I try to work this back in towards betting, right? And you look at the odds. I mean, even now, without Gronk, the Patriots are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Oh, they're they're really- 7-1 to right now. So, I mean, you have to imagine, if Gronk returns at some point, I mean, it's probably only going to increase their odds of winning, right? Yeah. Maybe they go up to 6-1, to one, but if he returns, it's not going to be until later on in the season, right. if that. So you're taking a chance. You don't know when it is. Uh, you don't know if it is. And that 40% nonsense is like, it's straight nonsense. Like, I can't put any stock into that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. So I would rather have, you could get Delaney Walker for free, basically. 
late in the draft. I'm in a draft right now where I'm in the freaking uh, 13th round. Delaney Walker, Chris Herndon, Jack Doyle, Jordan Reed, all still on the board. I don't, yeah, at that point, I don't hate Delaney Walker either. Yeah. Like, I look, I've looked at him as, and Jordan Reed as like, look, I understand they've, they've been injury prone. Right, and they're but older. But when they're on the field, they still produce. They produce. And they tight end too. I don't want him as my starting no. tight end. Let's not get this wrong. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't get it twisted here. But with Delaney Walker and Jordan Reed, you get these guys so late. And the best ball draft as your tight end too. I, I kind of agree with you there. There's value there. I don't know if you have the uh, if you want to pull up the odds here for to win the Super Bowl. I got it up. Is yeah. there anything that stands out to you right now outside of the Patriots and potentially Rob Gronkowski? I saw our our buddy Big Timer in the chat. He was talking about how he got the Minnesota Vikings at twenty five to one. He put seven hundred and fifty bucks on that. Seven hundred fifty bucks on twenty five to one. Mm-hmm. The Vikings win the Super Bowl. Makes- That's paying out $18,750 for the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. I don't hate it. I don't hate the it. The Minnesota either. Vikings at 25 to 1. Defense is really good. They address the offensive line somewhat, address the offensive line in the offseason. Yeah. They have a really good quarterback. I think it still remains to be seen if Kirk Cousins can perform in big spots. He's not clutch. Yeah. He's not clutch, but they have a really good running back. They have a really good defense. They have maybe the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The Vikings at. 25 to 1. I'm seeing them at the FanDuel Sportsbook at 30 to 1. Not a bad bet. Not not a bad bet because they made it to the championship game the year prior. Last year, they kind of had a dud. It was the first year Kirk Cousins was there. But look, they're plus 3,000 on FanDuel. Yeah, That's even better. 30 to 1. It's not yeah. bad. I would, put it, I would put a shekel on that. I picked them to win the Super Bowl the year they made the championship. Uh, you know so what's interesting? They're still for, similar. Your 49ers, 30 to 1. Yeah. They're getting, they're getting a little Vikings. bit of hype here, too. I mean, look, I think, I think the Vikings. You know, in a vacuum, have a better chance to win yeah. the, the Super Bowl than the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm a little shocked to see San Fran at 30 to 1. I understand they're getting a little bit of hype here. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan and what he was able to do last year with that offense with Nick Mullins. With Nick Mullins. So and Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, he's got a few hurdles to jump here. I mean, he's coming back from an ACL. Right. But hopefully he doesn't run. They have Just a, don't run. They have a stable of running backs there. They have a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. They still have Richard Sherman on the defense. How is the defense? The defense, say? they brought in D Ford. Right. That's not going to hurt their defense. No. They also signed uh, Jason, good line. Jason Verrett mm-hmm. of the Chargers. He's been very injury prone, but if he can stay on the heat He's field, a good corner, that's yeah. a big if. You have him and Sherman together. So I, I like they have pieces on the defense, but... I wouldn't put at, it at thirty to one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I like, put it. I like the Vikings at thirty to one more than I like. I also San like Francisco. the Browns at plus sixteen hundred. Ah, you know, you know, what I like better shepherd. than them. The Steelers. <laughs> Shout out to Alex downstairs. Woo. The Steelers at twenty-one to one. I like them more than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Throw a few shekels down on them to win the Super Bowl. That's Chris Venture. I'm Frank Safe. When we come back, we're going to talk about Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon and how it affects future betting here on the BFS. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet up to $500. 
That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. While we're talking about the FanDuel Sportsbook, make sure you watch Game Time Decisions later on today from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Last night, Gabe was live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. So if you live in the New Jersey area, you want to get out and hang with the lunatic, that is Gabe Morency. He will be at the FanDuel Sportsbook doing Game Time Decisions live from there, 5 to 7. And then after that, they have in-game live, a new show where they are looking at the live in-game betting of baseball games and whatever sport is on, really, and whether or not you should jump on any of those. I believe last night they had Gabe, they had Cam, Stewart, and they had Dane Spittin' Speeds. That's going to be a uh, revolving door door of guests. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. There's going to be a lot of guests on that show. It's just going to be a lot of people coming in and out talking about live in-game odds. So if you live in the New Jersey area, you want to hang out with Gabe Morency and get some bets in, head on over to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Venture, I mentioned this before the break. We know that Melvin Gordon is threatening a holdout here. Same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Right. And I kind of wanted to work this back into, if you're betting on futures regarding division winners, how does this affect what you're doing right now? So, I mentioned this to you during the break. The Philadelphia Eagles right now, to win the NFC East, are minus 110. They are the favorites in division to win this division. Right. You're getting the Dallas Cowboys at plus 140. And I said this the other day. I said, if you like the Philadelphia Eagles to win this division, you have to jump on them now at yeah. minus 110. Because the further we go into training camp, if Ezekiel Elliott does not show up, you're going to see these odds jump. You're, you're going to see the Philadelphia Eagles get as high as minus 150, maybe even minus 200. Yeah. The closer we get to the season and if there's no Ezekiel Elliott. So what do you think about that right now? I mean, it... You kind of play it both sides, right? Like, right. if you like the Cowboys, you can kind of wait. And then I think we're going to see their odds move as well. So what do you think right now with the NFC East? If yeah. you Are you jumping on the Eagles? Do you like the Eagles to win this division? What, what do you think about the threat of Ezekiel Elliott and how it affects this division? Uh, well, first of all, I would, like, I would love to know if it's changed since the news about Zeke Elliott came out that he, he might... It hasn't changed. It this hasn't is what changed. we looked at. We, we saw this last week. They were... The, the Eagles were minus 110 to win this. Okay. Yep. So... I honestly would not go with the Eagles. Uh, right now, not knowing, I know it's a risk, but Zeke, uh, I think he's going to end up playing. I don't think he, like, he's still got time on his contract. Like, Gordon, it's up after this year, right? So, I think Zeke will end up playing. This team's poised to make a run. I don't think Zeke wants to miss that. Uh, and I think it's better, just better odds right here, plus 140 to get the Cowboys. Uh, I know that if it turns out the other way where Zeke does hold out, then I could have got much better odds. But I do think the Cowboys are going to win this division as it stands right now. I don't think the Eagles are going to win. I don't don't think the Eagles have the full pieces to win this division. What do you have against the Eagles, Venture? The running game. Jordan Howard? Miles Sanders? Yeah. You don't like none of these guys? Do you? (laughs) I mean, I think that they have... They have multiple running backs that fill multiple roles. So they don't have a... And Miles Sanders might turn out to be that guy. They don't have a standout workhorse. I don't think that they want one. The way that Doug Peterson 
runs his by running back committee. by committee. Yeah. I mean, I think he wants guys that fill certain roles. So if you look at what Jordan Howard does as the early down bruiser, you don't he doesn't need to catch passes. He can score on the goal line. I think I think he's pretty good at doing those things. Mm-hmm. And then they have Miles Sanders who can do a little bit of everything. They still have Corey Clement, who's a good pass catcher. They have Boston Scott on this team. So they really have a running back that fills every role that you want they on a depth. team. Yeah. So they have depth. They don't really have one standout running back, but they have a lot of guys and their offensive line, look, Ventura. It's unbelievable. Their offensive line is amazing. The it might not good. matter who you put back there. Yeah. I mean, you you might be able to run for four <laughs> yards per carry behind that it Eagles really offensive is. line. It is the I would argue that it's the best offensive line in football. I would agree. Uh, but the Cowboys aren't too, too far off. The Cowboys have a pretty good offensive line. Very, very line. good. They're older, some of these guys now, but it's a very good offensive line, and you just have the better generational talent-type running back there. Uh, I like the way that's built because the Cowboys are built on defense, and you know they're going to want a true clock, and I like teams that build themselves the right way. Where the Eagles, they don't have the running backs, they have the offensive line, and they do have a very good defense too. A very good defense, right? So I think they're not really built the same way. I think there's holes in this offense. I don't think the receivers are that great overall. I know Ertz is really the true number one, but Ertz isn't, you know, nobody really there is, is scaring me in terms of this team's like, you know, running, like just going to throw bombs. Sean Jackson, bro. That's why they brought in Deshaun Jackson. I'm not sold in Deshaun. He's older now. Yeah. He, you know, I, yeah, he will hit once in a while. But I think he's going to have his fair share of dud games. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are this high-powered, high-flying offense that they want to be. And they don't have the running game to be the ground-and-pound, let's-true-clock type of team. So I don't know what their identity really is yet. The only place I think that the uh, Cowboys, where the Eagles have the Cowboys beat, is quarterback and, maybe, and tight end, obviously. But they, I think Cooper is obviously, to me, much better than Alshon Jeffrey, who's, you know, in the last leg of his career. Uh, and I think Michael Gallup is a young, over-the-top guy that could work. The qual- it all rests on Dak Prescott, I think. Yep. Will he take his shots, and will he hit his shots downfield? Because the, the Cowboys are going to need to do that and work off Zeke Elliott, play action, and all that. Uh, I, but I think that built pretty damn well to win this division again. They won it last year. I know Wentz you know, was hurt at, you know, was later That's in the That's the risk. Yeah. That's the risk with the, the injury. Eagles, yeah. right? So if you bet on the Eagles right now to win this division— I would say that there is more downside to betting on the Eagles right now because of that injury risk that comes associated with Carson Wentz. You don't have that same type of injury risk with a Dak Prescott. Right. Albeit, he's not the same quarterback as Carson Wentz. He's not as talented, but that injury risk is not there. Right. You don't have that injury risk with Ezekiel Elliott or Amari Cooper. I mean, the three mainstays of this Dallas Cowboys offense are all 25 years old or younger. Right. They're and, and Zeke, Amari Cooper, and Dak Prescott. Now, I will say this. While the downside is lower for the Eagles, I think the upside is also higher. Because if Carson Wentz stays healthy, we saw two years ago, I mean, yeah. he was going to win the MVP. Right. He was awesome. That's why I, like, I really like Carson Wentz for fantasy football this year because I think, you're right, he doesn't have a number one wide receiver and he doesn't have a workhorse running back, but it's the sum of the parts for the Philadelphia Eagles that I really like. Love the offensive line. You know, I agree with you on Alshon Jeffrey. I don't really love him for fantasy football this year. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he continues to take a step back. He's not really good in terms of separation. Um, he's slow. He's not great at this point. Yeah. You know what Alshon Jeffrey is. But Red zone target. Deshaun Jackson adds another element of someone that can stretch the field and get behind the defense. He helped make Ryan Fitzpatrick fantasy viable last year. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, you know, one of the best tight ends in the league. They still have, you know, Nelson Aguilar, who can be a 
possession receiver for this team. And they team. got Goddard, who could get involved. And Dallas Goddard as well. And they draft J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who's this massive wide receiver who they can use in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So while they might all take away from each other from a fantasy perspective, I think the one beneficiary is going to be Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, don't, I just don't really, I, I don't really see holes here. I think that if he I, stays healthy, their offense is going to be amazing. He I, is someone I who has, Wentz. He has top five upside for fantasy football. He legitimately does. Uh, Wentz. Yes. Yes, yes. I agree with you, Wentz. I think, listen, even last year, he was having a fantastic season. Um, but it's just that... One bad hit with that back, though, man. That I mean, worries me. It worries me the fact that, okay, you want to take shots downfield. Your wide receiver one can't do it. He's slow. You know, he's older. You're, you're, really, you're really discounting Deshaun Jackson. Man. Deshaun Jackson. I was just going to get to <laughs> Deshaun Jackson is the guy now, right? So... You want to take that shot. I think a lot of times it's not going to work unless the running game is doing well, though. Because everybody knows with Deshaun Jackson what his MO is, what he does. He's going to try to burn you downfield. I think a lot of teams are going to play. If you're an opposing defensive coordinator, what are you selling out to try and stop, though? How are you trying to stop the Eagles? You're stopping the pass. You're not stopping. You're not worried about the run at the beginning of the season. But then the next thing you know, you have Jordan Howard pounding you four yards, pounding you four yards. Miles Sanders, who everyone's excited about for you know dynasty fantasy for years to come, right? Mm-hmm. They think that he can be an all-purpose back. A lot of people are excited about Miles Sanders. Right. And you still have Corey Clement who can catch the ball out of the backfield. I just think as soon as you try and stop the pass, the Eagles are going to punch you in the mouth with, with the run. a variety of running backs here who can all do different things, mm-hmm. and then that's going to set up the play-action pass, and then you have Zach Ertz over the middle of the field. I just think if I'm a defensive coordinator trying to stop the Philadelphia Eagles, they're one of, if not the toughest team to game plan for in terms of trying to stop their offense. Right, right. Well, I think if, but that's what I'm saying. If you're looking at it and you're looking at this team and you're playing them week one, as a defensive coordinator, you're saying, listen, let's stop the pass. Wentz is the scary guy here. We're not scared of Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, even though the offensive line's very good. Now, if the, if the running game works, this team could be amazing. I agree with you. And I'm not saying they're going to be bad. It's going to be a dogfight between them and the Cowboys for the division. But I just think there's, it's very fickle. Like, I think this team could fall apart at the seams if one, major guy gets hurt or one thing goes wrong. If Deshaun Jackson gets hurt, which is highly likely, yeah. you know, you got no deep threat anymore. If, you, if Wentz gets hurt, you don't have your quarterback anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, the big one. These are, I mean, big, the big, these one. are big deals, you know what I mean? You want to be a, a, a prolific offense, you need all these pieces to work and run. Whereas the Cowboys, I don't think they're looking to be this high-flying offense. I think they're going to go with Zeke, they're going to go with the, the run, you don't have to worry about injury with him. Cooper, you got your wide receiver one when you need him, and they are going to feed him a lot, and he's going to do a lot of dynamic things. He's better than Jeffrey. He could go downfield and do a lot of different things. And Gallup is a burner, and he's a young burner. I like the youth of this team. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of injury risk in the Eagles. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of volatility there because yeah. one thing goes wrong with Wentz and you can, you know, it's over. you can yeah. kiss your Philadelphia Eagles future out the window. You can kiss your fantasy season goodbye if you lose Carson Wentz or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously how that affects um, guys like Zach Ertz in, in, in the past game. They don't have Nick Foles anymore. They don't have Nick Foles they backing up Carson cushion. Wentz anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't really have that to fall back on if anything happens to him. So I understand from a betting perspective, from a fantasy perspective, There's a lot of volatility because Carson Wentz could get hurt. When we come back, I want to talk about some of those Madden ratings that you mentioned earlier on. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, we'll hear from Keenan Allen. He didn't like his Madden rating. We'll kind of try and bring that all back to betting this year as well. It's the closer, Chris Venture. It's Frank Stanfield here on the BFF's Action Hour on the Fantasy Sports Network.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. And I just want to start this video off by saying I will not be playing Madden 20, period. All right, number one, uh, my overall is an 89, for sure. Uh, my short route running is a 91. Sips tea. <laughs> my medium route running is an 88. Like my deep route run is a seventy-five. Like, bro, who's making this? Oh, wait, wait, who did this? Speeds at eighty-seven. Like, bro, ain't nobody just running with me step for step like that, bro. Like, come on, dog. It's not that sweet out there, man. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> my strength is sixty-nine. Like, I'm a little boy. I'm not understanding something. I'm not understanding. I'm an 89 on the game. Pro Bowl back to back. Thousands. I don't understand. What's up? Talk to me. You hear it there from Keenan Allen, Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. Yeah. His strength is a 69. What am I, little boy? <laughs> First of all, you heard the car in the background. Pay attention to it. Keep your eyes on the road, yeah, Keenan Allen. I mean, that's, that's the last thing we need. You know, we've got enough going on with Melvin Gordon and the Chargers in this offseason. And he's already got injury history. What do you think happening to you, Keenan Allen? He's already got injury history, too. What do you think about this venture? I mean, Keenan Allen ranks behind A.J. Green, yep. behind T.Y. Hilton. His strength is a 69, like a, like a little boy. <laughs> I mean, I would like to hear what T.Y. Hilton has to say. T.Y. Hilton's strength is a 46. That's bad. Odell Beckham is a 53. These guys take this stuff pretty seriously. Yeah. I mean, he knew everything about his short route running, his medium route running. If you if you were an NFL player, would you take it that seriously? Um, I don't know. If they had Chris Venture's speed at a at a sixty, oh, I'd be tight. Yeah, grown boy. <laughs> back to the ba- strength, <laughs> speed. Those are the things. Back to the weight room. <laughs> I don't. Uh, how could you put a guy's strength so low? Like like T.Y. Hilton, forty six. That's obviously not true. Forty six strength is like a little girl. I mean, little girl. I mean, hey, and, and, you know, we're not sexist here on the BFFs. So there no, could be yeah. little girls that are very strong. Yeah. But T.Y. Hilton, yeah, I mean, he ranks at ninety one. He's actually above Keenan Allen. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I don't think where he's ranked around AJ Green, Amari Cooper. I, it's I not bad. I don't yeah. think that's bad. I mean, what about Juju Smith Schuster? He's only an eighty eight. I feel like he should be higher than that. Well, I guess because you know, I mean, it's his first year as a wide yeah. receiver. One, I'm calling it right now. Juju Smith-Schuster is an 88 this year in Madden 20. Next year, he will be a 95. Calling that right now. Wow. 90. Juju Smith-Schuster will be a 95. Up there with Michael Thomas. Next year. And that is a sneak peek about how I feel about Juju this year in fantasy football. We're going to start doing the AFC breakdowns tomorrow. But once we get to the Steelers, I'm very bullish on Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Is there anything up at the top that catches your eye in terms of the wide receiver rankings? Your boy Julio Jones tied for second with a 98 rating. DeAndre Hopkins and 99. Does all this make sense? Well, first of all, I'm cool with it. But but Julio, okay, first of all, him and Hopkins have the most strength, which you know that's true. 78. They both have 78, which should be higher. I mean, Julio's a freaking freight train. They have Mike Evans as the best strength rating at 79. Alshon Jeffrey at 79. Because Mike Evans is 6'5". He's a monster. Uh, Julio's only 6'3", but... 
he flies. He's at, his speed should be ridiculous. His acceleration should be ridiculous. It's 91. Brown's 93. All right, uh, I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins has better acceleration than Julio Jones. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is... Where, where's the speed? Speed? They both have a 92. 92 speed. Okay, 92 speed. I think Julio's faster than DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. I mean, what? We're splitting hairs here. How about Devontae Adams? He's 92. That's my wide receiver one for fantasy football this year. I know. He's ranked behind both of the Vikings wide receivers. Ah, yeah. I, like, Thielen and Diggs are really, really talented. I get it. Like, really good route runners, really good Adams hands. should be ahead of Diggs. Devontae Adams has... At least ahead of Diggs. He has certainly proved himself. Yeah. You know, there are actually people who believe that Devontae Adams is not an elite talent. He's just really good... Because he's Green Bay. ...at putting up stats because he plays with Aaron Rodgers. What do you yeah, think about something like that? I think that's crazy. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. He's been doing it for a while now, even as a, as a wide receiver 2 slash 3. I mean, in order to get open in the red zone, Ventra, yeah. you have to be a talented route runner. Mm-hmm. You have to have really strong hands. I mean, you have to be able to win contested catches, the jump ball. Yep. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not just throwing this guy the ball in the red zone 25 times a season <laughs> because... He's lucky. Yeah. Or right. because he's just on the field and he's healthy. I mean, he is really, really good. You remember when Jordy Nelson went down with that torn ACL, Devontae Adams, it was it must have been four or five years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams started getting drafted in like the third, fourth round. He shot up ADP. We thought he was going to be the wide receiver one. He couldn't handle it. Right. At that point, he was not ready to be a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. From that point to now, what he has become, it's night and day. Right. It's not even close. Much better. I think that he is an elite talent. I mean, there are people out there who analyze football and fantasy football who actually believe Devontae Adams is not an elite talent at the wide receiver position. Now, I can only. To that, I say, shame. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's an elite talent, but I could understand where people are coming from because of the, you know, back in the day, he wasn't as good. Maybe it's fluky, the touchdowns. He's all about the touchdowns. Uh, But that means something. If you can consistently put up double digit touchdowns. You're a very, very good wide receiver. I'm sorry. It's very hard to put up double-digit touchdowns year in and year out. Uh, it's just not done. And I know that Rodgers is a great quarterback. It helps him out a lot. But he's clearly an elite wide receiver one. He, and he's doing it. He did it last year. He really didn't have much else helping him out. You know what I'm saying? The running backs are good. There was good, nothing. Not Everyone got hurt. Yeah. Geronimo Allison played the first month of the season. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bunch of rookies surrounding. Uh, this is... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm starting to get Don't frustrated. Don't get mad about it. I'm starting to get mad now <laughs> because he is really talented. And you look at the situation last year. Aaron Rodgers was basically playing on one leg. He was not himself. He only threw for 25 touchdowns. Half of those went to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. There was nobody opposite Devontae Adams. And it's not like he was just a volume-wide receiver. He was still very efficient as right. well. And he made the most of his opportunity. The guy had 111 receptions, for God's sake. Yeah, no, dude. So I don't understand where people are coming at with this. Demo- it makes no like- sense. The last three years in a row, he's caught, he's first of all had a ton of targets, but 111 last year, 74 and 75 the years before, broke 1,300, almost had 1,400 yards receiving last year. A, a non-elite wide receiver really doesn't do that. And not to mention the years before, he had almost 1,000 in 2016 and 2017, and he had almost 900. And I mean, listen, he might not be the fastest guy in the league, but this guy's strong as hell. He's had double-digit touchdowns the last three years in a row. That's unheard of. Not a lot of receivers can do that. DeAndre Hopkins might be the only one. Julio only had double-digit touchdowns, what, one time in his career? 
is very hard to do. Last time he did that, fun fact, he was with Dirk Cutter, who is now the OC. I like that fact. So I'll throw that at you. <laughs> Venture, off the top of your head, if you had to guess who is the favorite to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns this season, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, who would you say? Oh, receiving touchdowns this year. I think it'd be between Antonio Brown and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the favorite okay. at 10-1. to 1. Yeah. Right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. I mean, even at 10-1 to 1 odds, I don't think that's a bad bet. No. Yeah. I like Antonio it. Brown is 16-1. to 1. You know the targets are going to be there. Yeah. Is he two? No, he is. He has the fourth best odds okay. to do it. Uh, between him, Travis Kelsey is second at twelve to one. Okay, and DeAndre Hopkins is third at thirteen to one. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that comes to mind for you that you like as a bet? And don't just say Julio Jones because you love him. You know that's he's not going to score. <laughs> he's not going to score touchdowns. Well, he can though. He scored eight in the last eight games, right? True. I, I don't know what was going on in the first half of the season, but. I'll tell you right now, Juju Smith-Schuster at 16-1 to 1 to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. I was thinking Juju. I really, really like that. I was because you have Juju, 190 yeah. targets, whatever Antonio Brown had last year, right? Right. You have all those targets available. Juju was already a target beast last season, mm-hmm. and he actually had more red zone targets than Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown had, what, 14 touchdowns last year? I think so, yeah. And Juju 15. had more red zone targets than Antonio Brown. But less touchdowns. And he only had seven touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me you have to replace all of Antonio Brown's targets, all of Antonio Brown's touchdowns, and Juju already led this team in red zone targets? Mm-hmm. You're getting him at 16-1 to 1 to lead the NFL in receiving I like touchdowns. Because of the eyes. I, I like that a lot. And the Steelers... You know, Ben's you know going to throw the ball to him. You know they're going to yeah. throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball to him. The other one I'll throw in Cooper. there is Mike Evans at 20-1. to 1. It's pretty good, too. What's Cooper? That vertical passing attack. Amari Cooper? Yep. 34-1. to 1. I like that. I just don't know that there's enough passing volume with the Cowboys. Is this to lead the whole NFL? To lead most regular season receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Listen, I could see Cooper doing it, man. A whole full season with the Cowboys? You know, I wonder how it works. I'm going to... 13 touchdowns? I'm going to have Gabe ask the sportsbook. How, like, what happens if... If two guys are tied, right? So, like, let's say Juju has 13 touchdowns this year, but so does Devontae Adams. Like, do they pay out both people? I think they have to. Yeah, right? Because they were tied for the league lead in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Unless they got to split the earnings or something. I don't know. I think you got to pay them both out. All right. Let's look a little bit at the running backs here, and then we'll look at who, uh, who is expected to lead the league in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns this season. So, the Madden ratings this year at running back. Mm-hmm. Wow. They still have Todd Gurley number one, huh? They still have Todd Gurley number uh, number one at ninety seven. The running backs. I guess they don't have a knee health rating in Madden. (laughs) They should have (laughs) because they have him at ninety seven. They have an injury rating. Look, I understand. Look, if Todd Gurley was healthy, he should have this rating. I understand that. So maybe they made this rating. They couldn't have made it before all this news came out. No, they saw everything that happened in the second half of the season. Here's his injury rating. Ready? What's his injury rating? Eighty five. I, so I'd imagine that's the, wrong. The higher that is, the, the less likely you are to get hurt right. in game. Like Zeke Elliott's is ninety-seven. That makes sense. I mean, he's been so durable. Right. Todd Gurley should probably be based on this knee, like seventy-five. Seventy-five. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. And seventy-five at the highest, and that'll drop him down. So that'll your top five running running backs in Madden rating this year: Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell. Wow, look at that. J E T S. Melvin like Gordon that. threatening a holdout. Ninety-two. Saquon Barkley at 91 venture. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Christian McCaffrey comes in right behind him at 91. Kareem Hunt suspended for the first eight games 
I guess it doesn't really affect. Yeah, his it doesn't affect that man. He's a ninety, whereas Nick Chubb is an eighty-five. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not upset about. It's kind of crazy. First of all, Mark Ingram's still an eighty-six. Yeah, that's at wrong. thirty years old, and Devontae Freeman's higher than David Johnson. <laughs> so that what doesn't is, what is Dev- like what is Devontae Freeman's uh, injury rating? If you could pull that up for me, yeah, I got you. Because I mean, the guy's an eighty-nine, but. He's basically held together by scotch tape. Yeah, his injury rating is 86. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? He was out the whole season. Devontae Freeman played two games last year. What are we doing? Yeah, Chris right. Carson, doing? you mentioned this downstairs. Chris Carson has the same rating as David Johnson. Yep. It wasn't David Johnson's fault that the offensive coordinator ran him into the ass of the offensive line every single play. Yeah. No pass. It's not David Johnson's fault. Not a lot of passing opportunities, and the guy catches, could catch 80 passes easy. I don't want to so look at this real quick. Let me tell you, Barkley should be 99, though. I mean, yes, I, I can't really. Disagree. How could you? He does everything well. Who would you bet to lead the NFL in rushing yards this year? In rushing yards? Good rushing question. Yards. I would say Saquon Barkley. I would say Saquon Barkley. He has the second best odds at 4 to 1. Zeke Elliott has the best odds at 3 to 1. I'm putting Zeke down because of this holdout. Because of the yeah. holdout. I agree with you. Yeah. Most Barkley. regular season rushing touchdowns, the favorite is Alvin Kamara at 8 to 1. Tied with Ezekiel Elliott at eight to one, as well. I like Kamara. I think Derrick Henry at eleven to one is an interesting one for rushing touchdowns this year. We got to see what type of Henry we see this year. <laughs> That's true. I think they want to run the football a lot. That is the closer, Chris Venture. Make sure you catch Fantasy Football Frenzy every weekday here on the Fantasy Sports Network, one to two p.m. Up next, Sean Guastamacchia and at the window for the closer, Chris Venture for Eric Young. I am Frank Stanfield. We'll see you tomorrow. We hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Visit today. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. I want to talk here about, first of all, just like QB strategy. Normally, if we play in a one-quarterback league, I'm not going to be one of, the, one of the first people to draft a quarterback. In a super flex league, Aaron Rodgers probably go, going within the first two rounds. Maybe he slips to the first three rounds. But in a one-quarterback league right now in the NFFC, he's going... Late fifth round, early sixth round, I might actually be able to get behind that. This feels like the first time in a long time we're actually getting Aaron Rodgers at a bit at a bit of a discount. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers overall? And in a one quarterback league, would you take one of those top four quarterbacks? Mahomes goes in like the second, third round, so I don't know about that. But then those other three, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like you could get those guys anywhere from rounds four to six. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean Technically wise, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. He does everything. He he thinks the game well. He throws well. He can throw long. He can throw short. He can throw with touch. He can scramble. He can run. I mean, there's nothing this guy can't do. Uh, As far as LaFleur goes, uh, I mean, he was here in Tennessee, and it took him 12 games to figure out to hand the ball to a 6'3", 245-pound running back that can run like the wind. I mean, I... uh, I drafted Derrick Henry everywhere last last year because LaFleur and, and the coaching team there said that's what they were going to do. But I think he was trying to make uh, the Tennessee Titans a, a, a spread kind of passing offense, kind of what Mariota was used to in 
um, Oregon. But the the problem was is, is I don't think o- Mariota is a good enough quarterback. That's that's just the sad truth. Uh, I own a Mariota jersey. I want him to be good. Uh, he plays in my hometown team. But Lafleur. Um, and Rodgers, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Everyone's saying, LaFleur's this offensive guy, LaFleur's this offensive guy. Well, we haven't seen it. We've seen him finally give in and give 20 touches to the best player on the team, Derrick Henry. But that, I don't know what's going to happen in Green Bay. And I mean, to me, I wrote it down right here. Aaron Rodgers is the, is the offensive coordinator. He's going to make the call. Yeah, that's absolutely true. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers last year, he finished QB9 in fantasy points per game. He hasn't finished as a top-five quarterback each of the past two seasons, but during that time, he's dealt with shoulder injuries. He's dealt with head injuries last year. You know, we all remember in week one, uh, the knee injury. <laughs> Very loopy in the post-game interview as well. They basically, you know, hopped him up on something and basically told him, uh, you know, go out there and try and win this game in the second half. And he basically played the whole season with a bum knee. Uh, And I think you kind of saw that reflected in his performance. His completion percentage, 62.3%. That was the second lowest of his career as a starter. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh.